Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. One thing that we have to know in the very beginning is that God wants to answer your prayer. I didn't know that for years. I thought prayer was a hit or miss proposition. How many of you are like me? Were you like me in that? I, I really, you know, people say, well, sure, God answers, answers prayer. Well, I knew he answered prayer, but I didn't know that he wanted to answer my prayer in the way that the scripture talks about it. I just felt like, well, sometimes he hears you and sometimes he doesn't. But see, that's all ignorance on my part. That that was not anything that um, had been taught to me, that I had read for myself, that I had a revelation on. And so when I talk to you tonight, we must know that God desires to answer your prayer. And why does he do that? Because he wants you and me as believers on the earth to enforce the covenant. He wants us to stand behind what he has already said in his word that he wants to come to pass on the earth. And he uses you and me and all believers in that way if we know it, if we're educated, if you will. And you know that, that let the will of God be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And so God gives us an equipping. He gives us an anointing. He brings the power of the Holy Spirit into our life that when we pray his word, the principles that are found in his word, it has great authority behind it. It has great power behind it. And things are going to happen and the kingdom of darkness is going to shake in Jesus' name. I believe when we pray all these 49 weeks that we have been praying, I believe that that dark kingdom shakes and quakes and trembles when we mention the name of Jesus, when we pray over souls coming into the kingdom, when we pray for a great, great awakening, when we pray that revival would hit this church as never before, when we pray that the, those that are lethargic, those that are apathetic and asleep spiritually will wake up. Yeah. And I tell you, by the Spirit of God, He is going to do something when we seek Him like that. This is not a time of just going through motions. This is a divine appointed time, and we all know that. And I am honored to be here, aren't you? Yes. I'm honored to be a part of it. I'm not going to be on the outside looking in. I'm going to be in the middle of what God is doing. And let those that are asleep awake, oh sleeper. It is time. I get excited. Jeremiah 33, 3 in the New Living, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know about things to come. There are secrets that God has that are hidden for the church, Amen. not from the church, 
for the church, and they are hidden so everybody doesn't know the secret. Everybody doesn't get to partake of what God wants to reveal in these last days. It is going to be the people that go into their prayer closet, that come into a united prayer meeting like this, that call upon the name of the Lord, and God is going to reveal secrets, and we will pray the secrets out. We will pray the revelation out. See, when he shows you something, he shows it to you so you can pray it. He doesn't show you so that you can sit on it and not do anything with it and just, you know, mull it over in your mind. You might meditate on it. Yeah, sure, do that. But you pray it out when God shows you something because you are getting in the divine flow of a connection that is way beyond yourself that is supernatural. You know, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the things that was so outstanding to me was that when I got filled and I got a prayer language of speaking in other tongues and I tapped in, the Bible says, you know, you pray mysteries and secrets. That's what 1 Corinthians 14 talks about when you pray in tongues. And one of the things that was so astounding to me was that I could pray a language I had not learned and studied for. It dropped into my spirit supernaturally, and I could speak it out of my mouth, and that was supernatural. And the Bible says that you're speaking to God. You're, I mean, there's no in-between. There's not a person. There's not a priest. There's not a demon. You, it's a, a connection with God. You pray in the Spirit. Sometimes we just take that for granted, but it is supernatural. And I tell you, when, when you know, we were just discovering, Eddie and I were just discovering about the baptism because we we're in the Baptist church. We didn't know anything about anything. We read the Bible. We start seeing these things. And so we just believe them and we start seeking God in that way and praying, okay, God, I, we see the early church and we see it be, you know, people being filled with the Spirit, speaking in tongues, the gifts of the Spirit, signs and wonders, you know, great shakings in the earth. The power of God released that was so strong that it would open prison doors and Peter would walk out. Powerful. But when I... When I started seeing that and Eddie got filled with the Holy Spirit at work, can you believe that? Oh, well, you just got to be in this place and you got to have this stance. No, you don't. It's okay to be at home and pray. Yeah, I'll do that. But he was at work and he got filled with the Holy Spirit and he calls me up and he said, you're not going to believe it. I just got filled with the Holy Spirit and I can speak in tongues. Do you want to hear me? <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know what I said? No way. Don't do that. You know why? Because I knew it was supernatural. And I didn't understand it. And, and it, it was like I was afraid of it, you know? But I got over that, and I got it too. And then I just became a radical like everybody else. <laughs> radical for Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, and then I like what um, 
Another translation, the message says, call to me and I will answer you and I'll tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. It's amazing to me when you get before God and how God will reveal things to you that you do not know, you can't figure it out in your natural mind, but you sit there and see, I've told you all this and I hope you hear me, I believe you do. But when you go into the presence of God and just be still and know that He is God and spend that quiet time with Him, He will speak to you. It's just like He did to me about what I'm to talk about tonight. He spoke it so clearly. I don't even have to say, you know, God, I don't know if that was you. I knew it was Him. But it's spending that quiet time before the Lord and the things that are going on in your life right now that you need answers to, when you go into the presence of God, that is a form of prayer. You're communing with the Lord. You may not be asking for this, that, and the other, but you just go into His presence. And even if you say, Lord, I need to know about this. I need you to give me wisdom about this. I need to have insight on this situation with my family, with my spouse, with my job, whatever it is. And as you go in and you're still, you still yourself, you're quiet before the Lord. Here it comes. Here it comes. And it's a still small voice. It's not going to knock you over and slay you in the spirit. I guess not. I mean, it doesn't me. I'm not going to say sometimes it might not happen, but I'm just talking about regularly. Okay? All right. And then um, we, we talked about the scripture in 1 Peter 3, 7, and how that Peter talked about there uh, for the men to treat their wives right as an equal heir in the things of God, knowing that they're weaker physically, and that's okay. I know the women's movement today would never admit that, but I don't have a problem with it. You know, I don't have a problem with it because I know it's true. I'm not as strong as my husband. There's no way. But I'm not a weakling. He said, you're weaker. It didn't mean you're a weakling, but you are weaker. But he said, if you don't do that, husbands, your prayers will be, what's the word? Hindered. Your prayers will be hindered. So I make that point to tell you, you can pray and God answers prayer. You call upon Him, He answers prayers. But there are some things that are barriers or obstacles or hindrances to your prayers. And we talked about, you know, um, two different uh, obstacles on Sunday morning, but I'm just going to jump over here and we're going to talk about the second one that I mentioned to you, and it's unforgiveness. I'm going to talk to you about unforgiveness for a minute. Now, the approach that I took for unforgiveness was the small things that creep into your life in the area of unforgiveness. Now, you know if, if there's some blatant thing that's so obvious that you're walking in unforgiveness, someone is, you'll figure that out, right? As God's people, you don't want to walk in unforgiveness because you know the consequences of walking in unforgiveness. But 
these little things that come into your life, that creep into your life that you do not detect and you do not see it as a hindrance or an obstacle that's going to stop you from receiving from the Lord. Unforgiveness is a tactic of the enemy in our life, and he wants to bring offenses into our life, wants us to get upset about things, wants to distract us about things, and then here are these other things that are so small, and we don't even look at that. Now, I didn't really get into this on Sunday, but I heard a woman, and she was a pastor's daughter, like I uh, was, and so she um, began to say that her parents um, in, that, in churches that they were in had suffered things at the hand of the congregation, those, the different congregations that they had been in. And so I heard her say that, and I mean, it was like immediately... The Spirit of God came up in me and said, and you've got some things that you need to release in your life related to your childhood and growing up in the pastor's home and him being involved in churches. And it's like, oh my goodness. And I mean, it came to me immediately when he said that, what the situation was. And it was when my dad passed away and how I felt. I mean, I was, I was devastated. Anyway, I was only 19 years old. And all, you know, girls, if they have a normal relationship with their dads, I mean, your dad hangs the moon. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what I thought. And so... Um, we came to that time where my dad had passed when I was 19 years old, and he was only 48, way too young to die, way too young to die. And so the, the church that loved him so much, the last church that he was in, loved him so much they would have done anything for him. And I, I, I knew that. But there were some things that took place around his death, and I'm not really going to go into that. I don't, I don't think I need to. But that really hurt me. It really hurt me. Now, whether it was immature understanding at the time, I don't know that I would feel the same way now because I, I'm more mature. I've grown and been around, you know, the things of God for a little while in church life. In, on the other side, if you know what I'm saying, than when I was a child. But nonetheless, it hurt me really badly. And I guess I've carried that with me, not seeing that I didn't release it. Now, if, if you would have said, do you, you know, do you have ill will and ill feelings toward those people. I would have said, no, no, I've released that. But see what God was showing me, this had creeped into my life and it was, a, it was something that was hidden. It was something that was not real prevalent on the surface of my life and of my thinking, but he revealed it to me. And see, I believe when you spend time with God and pull away in that closet, if you will, your prayer closet with the Lord and get quiet with God, I believe that that is the time that He can begin to reveal to you. Now, I told you I'm not saying things like that 
so that people will beat themselves up, so that they will, you know, just dig around in their lives and try to find things, because I wasn't digging around. I just received that word through someone sharing their story, and God said, you need to deal with that. You need to release that. And so I did. Now, let me just tell you something when it comes to unforgiveness. Mark 11, you know, if you go over there, 25, 26, and he talks about when you stand praying. He didn't say when you kneel, when you spend an hour in prayer. He said, when you stand praying, you forgive. And he said, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you. But if you do not forgive... He won't forgive you. Now, I don't know about you, but that's enough to scare me right there, to know that God is not going to forgive me, release me of my sin, my wrongdoing. Sin, S-I-N, it's a nasty word in the church world today, but people sin. Well, they just, that's what they choose to do. No, there's right and there's wrong. You may say, well, I'm tired of hearing you say that. Well, you're just going to hear me say it again because the preachers of God need to be saying it. Sin is sin. And when you sin, you will not have forgiveness from God if you don't release and forgive others. Wow. But you know, a, a, a good thing for us as God's people to do, and again, not going around digging in our lives, trying to find something that we don't even know that's there, but allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal and show us things. And, you know, in those times when we get with Him or however, you know, He would choose to do it. But I think it's a good idea and can be healthy if somebody does it in the right way to get out a sheet of paper and just say, Lord, as far as I know, I've forgiven but if there's anything in me that I need to release and I need to forgive, I ask you to reveal it. And then just take that sheet of paper. This is going to be very therapeutic to some people. Sit down and just begin to write what he, showed, what he tells you. Just begin. Well, you know, your spouse, you're holding this against him now. You're acting like everything's okay. And he, they're insensitive to you. They didn't pay attention to you. You see what I'm saying? Little things, it's the little things that spoil, the little foxes that spoil the vine. Isn't that what the scripture says? Little things. And so then you just write that down. And maybe you keep that journal and then you, you know, you release it. You ask God to forgive you for any unforgiveness or just bitterness or holding on to things that you shouldn't hold on to. And then you know what? You're free. Well, I don't feel free. Did you hear me? He said, if you forgive, he'll forgive you. Amen. It means you're free. Well, I still feel so condemned. Yeah, the devil will see to it that you do. And your own mind too. Your own mind will condemn you. But you can't listen to that. You got to be reprogrammed by the word of God to think, to say, and to accept what God says. And if he says you're forgiven, if he says you're released, then you are. 
And so you accept that. So you might need to get a sheet of paper out, like I said, and write those things down and then mark them out as you pray and talk and then just keep that maybe and just allow God, if there's other things, that can be your forgiveness sheet. <laughs> you know, and just keep, keep that open. Keep it open before the Lord. Because it's amazing how things can creep in in your life. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.